All right, and we're going out to Milwaukee. The Games and Grub Podcast. Thanks for supporting the Games and Grub. Shout out Games and Grub Radio. Friendship with the Games and Grub Podcast. Welcome yeah. to Games and Grub. I appreciate your patience tonight. It's been a moment since I've done some public speaking. I find nowadays it's, you know, best to keep quiet. But uh, sometimes you just got to let it out. Young angel and young lion. You know what it is. Uh, look, I'm the property of October. I ain't drive here, I got chauffeur. I appreciate you being patient tonight. That's the words of Drake this morning, and I appreciate you being patient with us this morning. We're a little late. It's 10.36 a.m., but we are here. It was a it was a late night last night. I mean, the Celtics. It, it was the uh, Celtics. We're not gonna lie. It was a late night. It was a late start, night last night. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock start time for a Celtics game. Like I love it. Don't get me wrong. Just a little late. That's all I'm saying. So we we'll blame it on that. And how how about that? We'll blame it on what the the, the ESPN timing. Start. Yeah, ESPN timing a game at eight o'clock in HP Fieldhouse, Marcus Howard Arena. Yep. As Ben Steele would say. Yes. Shout out Ben Steele. But. Oh my gosh, Boston sports are back. Aren't they? Can we say that now? We got Aiden, the they've Boston been there. Celtics. <laughs> we got, I'm saying sports are back in general, yes. but Boston. No, the Boston Celtics are going to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals for the third time in four years. Four years, in Four years. It, it doesn't even, it, it does not even feel Bridget. doesn't even feel real at this point. Like, I mean, all all you can say is is way to go, Jalen. Way to go, Jason. Way to go, Brad. Way to go, Bridget. Way to go, Bridget. Yeah, that's all. Way to go, Bridget. That's all you have to say. Like, there, and and we're gonna have our friend Nick Alley call in in a couple minutes. Oh, the, can I? I can't wait for that one. Aiden. The the ultimate Celtics fan, and. It just it was just a whirlwind of a night and we're just we're we are both we're both excuse me, we're both reeling ment- mentally and physically after that night because it Celtics, was six man. It was crazy. Game seven, you never know what's gonna happen. You never know you what's never gonna know what's gonna happen and they, they clutched up at the end there. It was it was a fun game throughout. It was a good product. Ninety two to eighty seven was the final score, and now it's do we do we dare do I dare fast forward? It's the Miami Heat. Oh, I just want to live in the past, Aiden. We, we live in the past. <laughs> we just beat the the defending national or the defending champions. Like think Shoot. about think about it in that context. I bet not many people are thinking about that. There will be a new champion this year. Yeah, you can't. They can't defend their crown anymore. And I don't want to look forward to Miami. Am I scared? Maybe. Is Maybe. Miami a really good team? And have I heard it from just about everyone in Milwaukee? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent, Tyler Hero, and the boys, and the Marquette boys, Jimmy Butler, and Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder has been shooting lights out. I'm scared. I am. Are you scared? I am. Why? (laughs) Because I know. Because it's just because you're a Marquette student, and you know it's the Marquette Heat and the Miami Golden Eagles waiting for you. No, I'm excitedly scared. How about that? Like little. Okay, it's uh, you stress. Yeah, there you go. Right, it's it's gonna be a great series. I'll tell you that much. You got two complete teams. You're not talking about two teams that are carried by superstar, superstar. Each team, you could say, has five superstars. More the Celtics than Miami. Miami still got Jimmy Butler. He's a badass man, walking around. That 
But you're right in the sense of there's no LeBron waiting for you in the final. There's no Kawhi. There's no none of that. There's no Paul George. I mean, Jimmy, Paul George is a bad comparison. Jimmy Butler is a badass man, but he's no LeBron. He's no Kevin Durant. He's no Kawhi. He's no Anthony Davis. And it's a well-rounded team. It's a very different the Eastern Conference Finals this year are going to be very different from the Western Conference Finals if if the LA's end up making it both, which I believe will happen. Okay. That both LA teams will play in the Western Conference Final, and it will just end up being a completely different product considering you have superstar and superstar and the, these two teams in the Eastern Conference that are kind of just figuring out who they are still. Really? LA knows who they are. Clippers know who they are. They, they're Kawhi. That's who they are. Boston, Miami, they don't know who their who their guy is yet, who their one is, one person is. Brian been telling me it's Jalen It's Jalen Brown, Brown, finals MVP. Yeah, Brian's been saying that and you never know. That's just how good of how how good these two teams are. You stress, here's the dictionary word of the day, games and grub folks. You stress means beneficial stress. So moderate or normal psychological stress. Interpret as being beneficial for the experiencer. Do you think that's how you feel right now about absolutely, Miami? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm a, going to enjoy the he double hockey sticks out of this series. <laughs> it's a little bit of the he double hockey sticks. It's a little bit of the nervous energy. I think that's a synonym for you stress. Yeah. Nervous energy. Game one starts Tuesday. We're gonna have to go to the Mecca and stick in the Bucks faces. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're gonna have to go somewhere. And get our get our get up going. And as Marcus Smart said after the game, he bets on himself 100% of the time. We're gonna bet on this team, not not monetarily. We're betting on this team for victory. I I am confident. I everyone's like it's kind of like the it's kind of like the UMBC factor, right? Everyone thinks, oh, you know, uh, go back to the 2019 NCAA tournament, right? Yep. UMBC beat Virginia. Yep. Kansas State and Creighton was sitting right at the bottom of there, and Creighton lost that game. John Fanta was talking to us about this in his interview. Creighton lost that game in the final four uh, in the first round by like two points. But had they advanced, had they advanced, they would have played UMBC, UM- and they were okay. looking like, oh, we would have played UMBC. Yeah. No, now, I see what you're saying. As a Celtic okay. fan, oh, we're not playing the Bucks in the yeah, East Conference Final. We're playing Miami. All right, Hell don't yeah. say that. Don't say it. I don't know if you can say that. See, I can't. Don't let me go down that road. Aiden, what you just said concerns me a little bit because I don't know if you watched that Bucks Heat series. I'm bringing all the options. The better team was clearly the Heat. Better team. Clearly. So I don't know why. Is it just the hump, the hurdle that is Milwaukee? Is it a mental mental block? It it might just be for me. (laughs) It's a mental block and Nick Alley. Who will hear I from mean, again? I I don't want to see the Bucks, but I want to. I do want to see the best team in the East. Because I was, I know the Celtics are the best team in the East. So I, I want to see the next best team play them. Best team in the East. There it is. I said it. All I right. Said it. A lot more has happened. A lot <laughs> and more. sports are getting back up and going. Yes. The NFL started on Thursday, Aiden. Yes, it to no to no avail. Like I had no idea, which is bad as a sports host and a sports fan. But there's no preseason. You what? don't. There's no lead up. Yeah. No. Absolutely. The two highest paid quarterbacks thrown at it against each other. Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun two highest Watson, paid. Is that highest correct? Highest paid quarterbacks wow. in the league right now. Did, well, you saw Patrick Mahomes' record breaking uh, contract. Oh but, yeah. Uh, now he owns ownership in the, in the shadows. Kansas City Royals. Yeah, he does have ownership in 
in the Kansas Shout City Royals. Holmes. In his shadow, though, Deshaun Watson got a pretty hefty uh, sum of money for good reason. He he played okay. That D- Patrick Mahomes showed up. He's a baller. The Chiefs are a, a good effing team. They figured out. They got it. They got some tools. But I don't know. Deshaun Watson, he, he went 20 for 32 for 253 yards, which is pretty good for only having 20 points in a game. And that final score doesn't really dictate. 34 to 20, yeah, it doesn't dictate. The the Chiefs the, destroyed The them. Texans did make a run there in that fourth quarter. It was late. So hat tip to Deshaun. But Andy Reid, he got throttled on Twitter for his face shield. Did you see it? I did. We oh bo- we saw gosh. it right in the middle of right in the middle of our TV screens. All right, now I'm thinking. Did you? He has a uh, microphone, like a Bose mic on him, under the shield. Under the shield that you can't see the Bose name, because it's they like. I thought Bose is the official. It is. I get NFL. it. Yeah, they are. But that face mask, it distorted the view of his face if you saw it at the bottom, so you couldn't see what he was saying. Let's let's give a quick uh, let's give a quick Google. So so Andy Reid. It'll be up there. Cannot, face mask. So it distorted the view of his face because. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now so how much is how does Bose solve that problem? You can't see you can't see the Bose logo on his microphone anymore because his face mask has. What do you think that's condensation or is that meant to be like that? That's condensation. I think it's meant to just it because you're breathing into it. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the foggy glasses thing. If Brian Gallagher, our, our third co-host, co-host, was here, he would say that if he wears a mask more and more, and if he's you know getting a little uh, heavy breathing, and if he's you know talking about the Vikings or something that really is passionate, he's passionate about, his eyes start fogging up because it's a lot of. So am I gonna there. am I gonna start seeing every single football game I watch today and tomorrow? Coaches do that, or is that just an Andy Reid thing? It seems like Zach that it is only an Andy Reid thing because John Har- shame. John Harbaugh, head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson's coach, he spoke to the media on Friday. He said he will wear a mask instead of a face shield because he had one. Someone placed a face shield on his desk on Friday. And he he tried it on, looked in the mirror, and said, "Yeah, this is not for me." After watching Andy Reid on Thursday night, so that just goes to show, if Belichick or Doug Peterson or you know, I almost said Chip Chip Kelly, Pete Carroll, if any of these coaches are running around the sideline, imagine Pete Carroll and face shield yeah. running down the sideline, timeout, timeout, timeout. No, I would love to see it. Imagine, but I think after Andy Reid's debacle on Thursday, he will be the only guy. This weekend, he'll be the only coach, head coach at least, to be wearing a face shield. So that's his brand. That's my. That's he just built that. That's my prediction. Yep. But then Andy might might go off at the next weekend because it was clearly a he was the butt of the joke on Twitter for most of that night, unfortunately. And shout out to Bose who, it's it's a good it's a good pickup by you. No, I noticed it. I mean, I'm a marketing student. You can't can't miss those things. <laughs> what are they doing right now to fix that? How can they get that that logo to be seen through that foggy face mat, face shield? Is it better? Is it better face shield technology? Because no, I know no. you did a marketing project on this. No, yeah, this is exactly what this is exactly what we actually wanted to produce a hat, just like he's wearing. I don't know if you see the picture. Yep, it's literally taped to his brim. Night. Yeah, it's taped to the brim. It's perfect. I mean, it gets the job done. I. 
are you are you a fan? Would you be a fan of more coaches wearing it overall? Yes. It just give another like laugh to the game. I'd be like, haha, he's wearing a face shield that's looks funny. So it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily of benefit to the co- you. Just I don't know. Laugh. At a certain at a certain point, they're probably gonna like pick it up and throw it off their head. You like, just want to laugh at the coach. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be an entertaining part of the game when the coach finally takes off his mask and he's breathing so heavily that he's got to throw it on the ground or pissed off or going up to an official and you see him yelling at the official but he's really just yelling at it's his face really mask. just turns completely gray <laughs> yeah. it's like pinocchio when he starts lying his nose gets longer yes the, your face will just disappear uh-huh. after you start arguing with the ref that's a great comparison <laughs> i go. love that and so that debacle will, will keep you going on or or not but cam newton will be starting for the new england patriots tomorrow which is unbelievable we talked about it a little last week but it again football it's almost the opposite football hasn't even set in for me and it's almost the opposite in the sense that usually basketball starts coming around in october november right around this time and our you know nba nba nuts are like you know basketballs on their heads let's go nba starting and i'm sitting here like there's still football on like it's not even cold yet i love now this. Now it's the opposite, where football is starting and basketball is still going, and I'm like, "There's basketball on. Like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not ready for football." And you know my, you know my stance. I'm not the huge, I'm not the biggest NBA fan now. Way more college now, but it still doesn't seem real. This, this whole coronavirus NBA structure has thrown off everything. It's thrown off. I it, think in a refreshing way, though, because we're watching like the best product of basketball while f- we're watching football, which doesn't never happens. We're always watching crappy basketball while football is really on. Right. And we're watching really good basketball where when these NFL teams are just getting started on their season without any preseason. I'm going to run down a list right now, and I want you to tell me what the best game or what the most interesting games will be. And I think I have mine in my head. In the NFL. Here you go. You got Jets, Bills, Packers, Vikings, Eagles, Ooh. Washington. Yeah, you said, ew, I don't even need to read the rest. Packing, Packers, Vikings, week one. We, oh. And then Pack- you got Buccaneers, Saints, just for the the newness of all of this, the first time in our lifetimes as sports fans. At Tom, least, Brady Tom Brady versus Brady Drew Brees. And Gronk. Playing in a, yeah, in a Patriots uniform. I don't know, but that... I will sit down. Is that a, is that in the 4 o'clock? Yeah, I will be sitting... I will sit and be down. I will be sitting down for that. But, oh is my Is it must-watch TV? Is Buccaneers football must-watch TV for New England fans? For New England fans, I don't know. I'm going to speak for Aiden Hatton okay. and say it's and say it's must-watch TV. General consensus. Like, you think your friends that are... F- Fans of the Patriots I don't think it's necessarily it. must-watch because some people now may have a little vendetta against Tom Brady that he Aiden, left. And this is the first time in my known, like known lifetime of Tom Brady that he's not going to be playing a football game in a Patriots uniform. Right. Is Can you relate it to... No, you can't relate that to anything. You can't relate this it is, to it's anything. A, it's the first. He had an entire career. For me, it's appointment, and now he's, for me, it's appointment TV because you know how much of a Tom Brady fan I am. Yeah. But for the general consensus of New England fans, I think they could, especially now that Cam Newton is on the road to be the starting quarterback for New England for the New England Patriots, I think Boston fan, New England fans, 
could could take it. They're gonna they're gonna listen to how Brady did on the radio the next morning, and I may be completely wrong about this. What do you what do you feel? Do you think that it is appointment TV for Patriot fans? For for Patriots fans younger than twenty, yeah, absolutely. This is like a once in a life. This is a it's a Jordan. So for our there's no comparison. It's like the fir, it's a first. So for our age bracket, yes, people who haven't seen any other quarterback play. I, I am in interested. I'm interested to see how he does. And is it his system? Is it the Buccaneers system? He is he just gonna go out there and play ball like? If I'm not mistaken, the offensive coordinator is Byron Leftwich, and he was a retired NFL QB from like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So Brady was brought in to be the de facto offensive coordinator, in in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. He probably he's working with a young OC. I mean, Bruce Arians is a great coach, but if Tom Brady comes into your system with 20 years of NFL experience and that OC, it's not like he has McDaniel, but yeah, excuse McDaniel's me, McDaniel's with him anymore. Right. Yep. I'm. I would imagine that to be Brady's offense, which would probably be at this point in his career, you know, dink and dunk passes up the middle to Gronk and the occasional deep ball, and I don't. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see, possibly like you're saying, a Brady-led offense. Not necessarily a Belichick-led offense or a McDaniels-led exactly. offense for the first time. Yeah, no, it will. That football's back and we're in full swing. This oh is gosh. ridiculous. And you forgot a big one at the the nightcap: Cowboys Rams. Oh my gosh! At SoFi Stadium, brand the first new ever opener. game. The opener. We they showed a couple clips. If you were watching the NBC broadcast of Chiefs Texans on Thursday, oh my gosh, that stadium. Did it, you it's huge. It looks and like indoor, and it doesn't feel indoor at all because all the natural light comes in from these glass panels. Above. Yes, it's it's like out of the future. It it is ridiculous. It's and got a seventy thousand seat capacity. So what do you think they sneak in? Like a good ten to twenty. Seventy thousand seat capacity. They snuck in sixteen thousand to Arrowhead. That's a lot of people. Seventeen, I think. Seventeen thousand. Oh my god. That's gosh. a lot of people. That that doesn't sound right to me. Yes, they were social distance. Yes, they yes. were wearing masks. Yep. That's a lot of people going to one area. That's gotta be the largest gathering of humans in the past three months. Definitely in the US probably. Yeah. But like Australia or New Zealand, they had rugby like sellouts because they had no new coronavirus cases in the last two weeks and then they had a rugby game i don't know how the the aftermath was of that but i remember reading like a you know wall street journal article or something and we'll get to the wall street journal in a second because they had a heat food column this weekend that i want to get to but it was like 60 something thousand people i don't want to talk out of the wrong side of my mouth but 60 something thousand people in a rugby stadium for a new zealand rugby game and now we got 17,000, which is a comparatively big number for American football. Huge. 17,000 people. And it looked pretty spread out, but oh I goodness. can only imagine what they're going to do in SoFi. They they probably have technology to... What did you say the capacity was at SoFi? Uh, 70,000, I think, for football games and expandable up to like 100,000 people. Expandable? Like if they need to use... Oh, for the... the field, if they can like... For concerts, for concerts and stuff. And like, gotcha. I, I bet they... They can drag off the field. I don't know how SoFi works yet. 
I'm really excited to see I'm this. excited for that. So what did we count? We just counted three maybe must see games. We didn't even we didn't even mention the we fact didn't even mention that the, the Patriots. Packers. Oh, go, what? The Patriots, what? So that's four then. We got Patriots for us too. We got Patriots Dolphins to see Cam Newton in a Pats uniform for the first time. Yep. Packers Vikings to see yep. how Aaron Rodgers has rebounded after the drafting of Jordan Love and all that oh jazz. We got You think I'm watching that Packers game for Aaron Rodgers? Is that is that no. at one o'clock? I'm is, watching that game for Adam Thielen and the Vikings. Why? What are you talking about? Adam Explain. Thielen's the best wide receiver in football. Right there. Dropped. Boom. What? No, Wait. I'm kidding. <laughs> Get out of here. That's what something Brian would say, so I had to I had to shut myself up quick. I, I see. I um see. And we got so I just mentioned Pat's Dolphins for us. And uh-huh. if you're a football fan, maybe you're a Cam Newton fan, maybe you want to see Cam Newton back since for the first time in a year and a half, fully healthy and playing football. I won't promise he's he's hundred percent healthy, but you got Packers Vikings also in that. Um, 12 o'clock p.m. Central, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time slot. And then you get to 325. You got Buccaneers, Saints, Tom Brady, and Gronk. Gronk is I, – I haven't focused on Gronk enough because he was he didn't play all of last – talk about Cam Newton didn't play for a year and a half. Gronk did not play all last year. He was on TV with Fox doing Thursday Night Football. Yeah, sure, he was working out, but I'm really interested to see – or just excited to see him back on a field again. Yeah. And then we got – Cowboys Rams at 720 at SoFi. That's four games that I'll be pretty tuned in. And you know what? I think you forgot something. What I forget? You forgot an entire day because it is Saturday right now. <laughs> and guess what's on on Saturdays? College, College football. football. College football. What are you looking for? There are two games on today that really matter. Um and no I'm, oh, I'm get, look get at, ready for this. Look at things. it. I wonder what the two teams that I'm I wonder say. what the two teams are. No, but are. actually there's no other games worth watching unless you want to see uh Louisiana Lafayette play Iowa State. That's literally at Syracuse UNC, but you got 130 Duke Go Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Uh Chase Bryce, uh former Clemson quarterback rolling in with Chase Rice, two, the country Chase singer. Bryce. Chase Price. <laughs> I'm just yanking your chain. Oh my gosh. And uh yeah, he's gonna be playing Ian Book, Notre Dame Fighting Irish at one thirty, and then I believe six o'clock game, Clemson versus Wake Forest, six thirty. I'm excited for college football. Wow. We have a we have a long weekend. It just started. Dude, these sports are just coming up like hotcakes and being ready to sold that quickly. It's it's a, I am not ready. It's at Wake Forest that Clemson game. That Wake Forest, side note, that Wake Forest sports complex, amazing. They have, I almost, no, Is you, it? you'd almost wish it was, yeah, beautiful, like the most beautiful campus I've ever yep. been on. They have, it's called Deacon, De- Deacon De- Avenue maybe? Yep, probably, because they're the Demon Deacons. Because they're the Demon Deacons. I think it was Deacon Avenue or Deacon Street, so not, not to be confused with Beacon Street. And look at, Look at that. They and they got it. baseball, football, and basketball on the same street, like half a mile from campus. L- crazy. I'm not saying they're going to win. Would I put money on them? Yes, maybe. No, just kidding. <laughs> we'll, they, we'll, uh, they, we'll get to Nick Galley if, we, if you want to talk about oh, money go. in a second. Um, he'll be giving us a call, hopefully, Please. if he's not sleeping still from being out late and 
and enjoying the Celtics. Partying after the Celtics victory. It's, that's where we are today. 414-288-7091. 414-288-7091. Call us up live from Johnston Hall here in Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. On Twitter, get at us at GrubMUR. We are here. Good morning. And we have another interview this week, Zach, that we are going to play with my sit-down with Father John Lawrence, the men's basketball chaplain. Big personality. He is one of the most legendary Jesuits and basketball figures on campus. As you'll listen to in this interview, Zach, this guy had Al McGuire's son in his homeroom at Marquette High. And he used to let in a young Rick Majerus down, excuse me, Rick Majerus down to the gym to get some shots up. He's met Al plenty of times. The old gym. Oh, the bring old me back. Gym. Ann and I played basketball at the old gym. Uh, I don't know if uh, everyone listening know, knows what the old gym is, Aiden. Yeah, explain the old gym. The old gym, currently where Marquette ROTC operates out of and formerly Marquette Track and Field, but it's really just this cool gymnasium snuck behind like a couple buildings on our campus you can't really see it from any street you kind of got to find it and go back into campus to to get to it and it's where Marquette formerly practiced used to practice before the Al McGuire Center was built and it's it's a cool cool place they have uh the championship banners and championship decor up for the 1977 team Dwayne Wade practiced in that building Pretty cool. Cool place. Shout out to the tour guide, Maeve Lefevre. She got the, there was footage that she supplied to ESPN for that Dwayne Wade. I forget what it's Oh, gosh. I know. Yeah, the Dwayne Wade. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to get it. Life Unexpected. Yes. Nice job. And they showed video of them going off the bus, getting on the bus to travel to the airport to get to the Final Four. Just like a send-off, like these Patriots Super Bowl people have. Uh And they're in the back of the old gym. You can see Dwayne Wade on the mic and getting onto the bus. Yeah. And I remember Maeve said she got that footage during a shift one day. It was like, what? Yeah. There's, there's and some cool cool things that happen in the old gym. Outside that of the place gym. has a ton of history. Just like John Lawrence has a ton of history. And I sat down with him this week for our show. We will get to that. I want to play this one clip before we go into the break. We got to get another dog report in. Hey, DSC, wearing that uh, Kobe Bryant shirt. I'm curious. I know he's had such a huge influence on you, right? Sorry, my dog is going crazy right now. Who, who is this? All I heard was rough, rough. All I heard was rough, rough. That's Anthony Davis in his last press conference a couple days ago, yesterday, with the Los Angeles Lakers. Are dogs allowed in the bubble now? Dogs are allowed in the media tent. Cause what? The, the lady asking the question, if you hear her, she says, sorry, my dog's going crazy right now. Wow. All right, see, I... The, the audio cuts out because Anthony Davis swears in the mil- on the mic. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't let my dog near me while I'm on a video call, let alone a media conversation with like national media. Los members. Angeles national media, yeah. and this know. is this segues perfect into what did Humphrey the dog do this week? Zach, on patrol, how was Humphrey this week? He was great. He he's an athlete. 
He's done everything we've asked him to do, and he's given us love, and he's shown affection. He's Expand on that. How, how is he an athlete? He just, let's see, what we set up sometimes obstacle courses in the house. <laughs> yes. So, like, we put a chair up or, like, push couches together to, like, create an obstacle, and he has to go from one side to the other to get a ball. And he, like, you know, oh, gosh, he jumped up onto, like, a table height chair. A table height like, chair. Imagine we're sitting at a table right now. Yep. We're he jumped like right. Beautiful Marquette radio yeah, desk. Beautiful Marquette radio desk. It's as if he could jump onto this like desk pretty high up. Oh, 100%. He's got some ups. He's got that ups. He's got that leg strength. So he's an athlete. Should we be preparing for a games and grub dog combine pretty soon? I would, I would completely be down. Let's I take a page out of the barstool can, combine book. Yeah, we can test them. I we bet Humphrey's them. got a pretty fast 40. We actually went to the track yesterday. Speaking of 40s, shout out to our girl Kendall. Yes. Living 508 mile. 508 mile, folks. Try to beat that. Time this trial was trial mile. Pretty this good. This is the off season. Keep in mind, there's no fall sports in the Big East. This is just a time check to see how all the athletes are doing. We went, we went and watched up on the north side of Milwaukee. And Kendall Frimmer puts up a 508 mile PR. With nobody mid- watching in the middle of the in rain. In the rain. And Humphrey the doggy is running next to her. Yeah. Getting ready for his 40 in a no, couple he, weeks. He's 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 getting there. He's not up to Kenny's standards. Not but yet. He's, he's getting there. And it was a pleasure to see the first live sporting event I've seen in six <laughs> months being Kendall run a 508 mile. So that was a blast. Would you count our basketball endeavors yesterday at the old gym as a live sporting event? No. Because there was no fans. <laughs> Even though, does a live sporting event mean that there have to be fans? Because we put up no, some numbers yesterday. I have to witness it. I can't be a part of it. You can't be a part because of it. Because I don't consider any, there, it's not a sporting event if I'm a part of it. I'm not that athletic. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's that, be fair. It we're us, not. It was us playing with a ball and throwing it in the hoop. We're not really, we're not really athletes. That's why NARPA the week exists. Yes, exactly. We're for this. For this exact reason, there you go. If that isn't logic, I don't know what logic is. <laughs> but that really cro- that really got to me. Anthony Davis going into the media tent. It begs the question: like, Are dogs allowed in the bubble? I mean, they must be. I'm not sure why you would bring your dog into the media tent. I'm not bringing my dog close to me when I have a video call. He's <laughs> or if can it- that be can that be Humphrey's job? If we if Games and Grub makes it one day, and God willing, we you know get into a media tent or get to ask athletes questions or you know culinary people questions would we bring the dog with us i guess now we have to it's i guess it's kind of a mandate now because everyone every interview i've done every people everyone we've sat down with we mentioned the dog in the interview perfect example father fred he goes down and and that was a couple weeks ago that interview he sat he sat down with us and he goes i made a point and he goes, oh, I want to go back to the dog for a second. And went off. Oh, everyone love people love talking. about Everyone dogs. loves it. And people love talking. About you dogs. have to satisfy. Going back to marketing, you have to satisfy the wants, satisfy the needs and wants of the consumer. Yeah. So if we make it one yes, day, God we willing, we will give people the dog. That that is what it is. We will give them what they want. They'll hear the dog barking in the back of our radio show next week. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know what you'll hear in the radio show this week. Right now is our new interview with John Lawrence. It's time. We've hyped it up enough. Here's me sitting down with the Marquette University men's basketball chaplain.
we would like to welcome a very, very, very special guest. He is an associate professor emeritus here at Marquette University. This will be his seventh year as official chaplain of the Marquette men's basketball team. Having graduated from Marquette in the 60s, he is a university staple. He is Reverend John Lawrence. Father Lawrence, how are you this morning? Very good. Thank you, Aiden. Good to be here. Thank you. I, I, it's my pleasure. I, I got to start by saying, Father Lawrence, we do we do have a mutual friend in in Miss Jenny Fisher, Marquette, 2019 <laughs> grad. Now she's now working in New York, and we actually interviewed her in April during the at home days. And I actually reached out, and she actually wanted to pass along a message to you. She so she first of all called you her favorite human in the world. <laughs> um, she she wants you to remember that she kept track after every pregame conversation you two had on who you said would win the game, and you were correct around 92 percent of the time <laughs> and overall she's just a huge fan of yours and, and your whole story and wanted to let you know how much she appreciated your guys pregame chats on the bench well, she's an amazing asset isn't she to marquette and to the whole world of she is amazing basketball yeah jenny she actually mentioned that you had you had such a great life story and, and journey to this chair right here in 2020 so for people who don't know you give give a little snapshot as to where you come from where where were you born and sort of your jesuit journey well, I'm originally from Minnesota, and my, my two oldest brothers went to Marquette. Actually, I came here, and uh, the first time I saw Milwaukee was in 1950, when my oldest brother became a freshman here at Monitor Hall. And then my next brother came and got his degree in engineering, and I came here in 56 when I graduated from high school. And I spent a year here, and then in 57, I went up to Oshkosh and became a Jesuit uh, at the, the bishop up there, which is now the retreat house. So uh, and that's kind of my history with Marquette in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. So coming out of, so you went to Marquette that first year, and then after freshman year of college, decided that the Jesuit thing was right well, for you. Well, I had, I had been thinking about it for a long time. Wow. The Lord put his hand on me and wouldn't let go. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've always loved, loved Marquette. It's got a, a wonderful spirit, a kind of a open-to-the-world spirit uh, with uh, people who are energetic and uh, want to make a difference. So that's really a great phrase for Marquette, to be the difference. And they had that spirit way back then. Um, more than that, I uh, so I you know I went and taught at Creighton for nine years after I got my doctorate at Notre Dame, um, and then they asked me to come back here. And I I love Creighton, but uh, as I was coming back here, I just realized I was coming home again. Right, the gets in my blood. That is awesome. So you were you were quoted. So how was I'll get to your quote here in the Marquette Wire. But um, how did the how did the basketball thing come about? I know it's been this is. It's been five years on the job. This will be your sixth, and you were actually, you know, quoted in the Marquette Wire when you started the chaplain gig in 2016. That quote: "The first year you're doing anything, you're kind of a freshman, aren't you?" So, so now five years on the job. This will be your sixth. Do you feel like you know you've you've settled in? Well, I think to the most part I have. Um, I, um, I suppose my my approach is kind of a, a laid back approach in a way. But I, I like to be present there as much as possible, and I, I feel I have a good relationship with the staff and the basketball players in general. That, um, Well, you know, I've always loved basketball. I played it in high school, and uh, when I was at Creighton, <clears throat> I used to go and watch the men's team practice. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> when it, they were looking for a, a, a chaplain here, Father, Father Matthew was the chaplain of the women's 
um, basketball team. He said, it's a no-brainer, get Lawrence to do this. And so they asked <laughs> me to do it. Uh, and so, I mean, it's kind of in my blood. And I, um, so it, it's easy for me to be around teams. Um, I mean, that's team teamwork is in my blood as well. That's why I became a Jesuit. I just love, you know, te team sports, but also uh, working together with people. And, and I love to see that in the, the team, that kind of, um, you know, selflessness that makes up a team that that I, I think is kind of admirable. And, uh, you know, you can learn a lot from that in life. So that's why I enjoy it. You mentioned how you got to that job in, in the first place and then how you sort of came into it. And you actually, uh, I read that you were old golf pals with, with Father Kelly, the preceding chaplain, being with the team for, for more than 30 years. Having such powerful events happen in that Marquette basketball history during that time, you know, the Final Four in 2003 and, you know, run of NCAA tournaments after that. What impact do you think that he, Father Kelly, you know, made on the team? You know, he, he was a gentleman from soul to crown, you know, as, <laughs> as they say, right? Uh, like Richard Corey. He was a gentleman from soul to crown and also really a, uh, uh, admirable priest and presence and, and uh, who delighted, he really delighted in all kinds of people. And uh, so, you know, when you see uh, graduates or, or uh, former players come back, they talk with great affection for him um, because he really delighted in them. Um, and, um, and and as he did with everybody, you know, he just passed away this year. Uh, and it's really a loss to Marquette. Um, but uh, I think he was almost 96, so yeah. I think the Lord wanted him to come home. How um, you actually mentioned in your in your past sort of Marquette being in your blood um, again we're talking to Reverend John Lawrence here as the Marquette men's basketball chaplain you taught Al McGuire's son at Marquette High is that is that correct actually no but he was in my um, freshman homeroom uh, okay <clears throat> yes and I, and I used to go and watch them play because he was on the freshman team it was after that that I went on to theology so I was only there one year when he was there but uh, yeah yeah, I remember him well. He was a, he was just a natural-born athlete. Did you have a chance to meet Al? Oh, yeah. One day, you know, I was watching the game, and I was sitting there in the old days. You know, we Jesuits wore cassocks when we taught and all that, and I was sitting up in the stands, and, and he came up, and he saw me. So, you know, being a Jesuit, he naturally came up and said, oh, there was hardly anybody there at a freshman game, as you mentioned. Right, he just right. came up and sat next to me. And then I said, "You must have put a basketball in that hand as soon as he was as soon as he was born." And Al said, "No, no, I never, I never forced basketball on him. But I, I mean, you could see he just naturally loved the game, so that was true. You know, Al was quite something, right?" Yeah. What do you think his impact was? We just talked about you know Father Kelly's impact, and obviously he had many chances to meet with Al. What do you think Al's impact was as a whole, being being from your perspective? Well, I mean. Um, <clears throat> His knowledge of human nature, I think, as he, as he said, he got that from his dad, you know, in running a bar, I think it was a bar in New York or whatever. Um, but also, uh, he, he, he had kind of an Irish uh, enjoyment of, of people and people <laughs> would like that, but, but also kind of a no-nonsense, um, you know. Um, he, he, he was out to win, and he, he gave a winning spirit to Marquette, and. Um, and kind of put them on top of the charts, as he said. And so that, that was wonderful um, to think of other things to say about him. 
Well, he, you know, he obviously had a great sense of humor, and um, as a color man in TV, the whole world got to see that. Uh, but also, he knew, knew the strategy of basketball. Um, you know, Rick Majerus learned a lot from him, uh, and and he really kind of uh, forwarded Rick's career um, as well as Hank Raymond's did. I, you know, I think just also the delight in life. I think that's what basketball is. It's it's play after all, but play is serious. You know, I mean, from my point of view, it's one of the dimensions of being human. And to if you never play, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a tall boy. I mean, <laughs> but also it, it it doesn't develop that enjoyment of just being in the presence of of the world. Uh, and if you don't have that joy, I mean, then you really don't um, estimate life for what it is. If it's just work and produce, you know, producing, then it, it seems to me that it's really not human. You're just, you become a machine. And I think play is uh, so essential. And you know, when you think about whether there will be sports this year, I mean that's not just the, the icing on the cake. That that's of the ascent, essence of being human. I don't mean we can't be human without you know, men's basketball, <laughs> but you got to have that dimension. Otherwise, um, um, you know, it takes a lot of, away from the joy of, of being human. And and I think that's what God wants. I mean that He. You know, his delight was to be with human beings, it says in one place in the Old Testament. And I think that to have that delight is uh, is essential to life. Uh, you know, that's what binds us together after all. We all go down there and watch a game and to win is something, but you really, what you're really delighting in is the, the fullness of uh, enacting your human nature. You know, you're, right. you're pushing yourself to the limit. And so you be all that you can be. I mean, there's something to that phrase in a sense, because uh, there's a joy in that, I think. Again, Reverend John Lawrence, we actually, you mentioned that you know, you don't know if there will be sports coming back this year. So, so let's transport back from the Al McGuire days, two thousand three, back to back to the present. So, how is how has the pandemic sort of changed you personally? And I know we've we've talked to a few Marquette Jesuits in the last couple of weeks here on the show um, with Father Zagone. He talked a lot about what he how the specifically the Marquette Jesuit community is doing about you know how they've dealt with these changing times. Have you sort of found a new hobby or new revelations, anything like that? Well, you know, I, I play a lot of golf this summer. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest reason I think is to get together with friends. Because you got friends, obviously, in the Jesuit community, but this kind of outreach to the world outside of you, um, you know, it, it kind of lets you get unprisoned because, you know, no longer am I teaching. Uh, you know, I work on uh, certain projects and in, in, uh, academic projects, but uh, you, you need that kind of human contact. And so right. with various friends, I get to play golf because you're out on the grass and you're apart from one another and you're, um, you know, I suppose it's part of play again as well. But, uh, you know, that's one thing that uh, has kept me going this summer. And I'm hoping that you know, basketball gets going in the fall here, and I'm sure it will. How's your golf game looking these days? Well, it's up and down in a way. <laughs> as it is, as it is for me too. I, yeah. I, I played all I golf this, the last summer, and then this summer my clubs were actually out here in Milwaukee while I was at home. 
I'm actually from the Boston area originally, so mm-hmm. it was it was tough to get the clubs out. But it is such a great spot to have that human contact, especially during the pandemic when you know social distancing rules are in place. But golf is a great sport to to sort of have that connection. And a lot of people are discovering that the golf courses are pretty full these days. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. Have, do you have any favorite spots around? Well, Milwaukee I really like those Ozaki County courses, uh, Hawthorne okay. Hills and uh, Mequon especially. But the, we got good courses in the county here as well that I've been playing, like the walking greenfield with some friends. Oh, awesome. All right, last full full length one I have for you is about you know the team going forward. And um, Marcus Howard obviously graduated and left a huge hole what impact and and he has obviously been very vocal about his faith and, and mental health issues have you had any key conversations with him about his faith life and, and personal journey and how much is he you know going to be missed on campus well you know just just uh, uh, only in passing with him uh, well I think he's obviously is going to be his productivity is going to be hugely missed but we've really got some uh, from what I see on paper some wonderful recruits this year. The, the, the staff has really done a yeoman's uh, job there with bringing in, you know, filling in uh, places that we need, and especially in the guard area, but also obviously the forwards who top players in the country coming in. So I have every expectation. We're going to do a lot better, I think, than they predict. You know, they have a seventh in the league. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine that, you know. Uh, <laughs> And so I, I think we're going to do very well. Um, all right, Father Lawrence, we got five rapid-fire questions up to finish up, and then we'll let you go. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah all right. All right, number one, favorite Milwaukee restaurant? Uh, my favorite Milwaukee restaurant? Um, well, it used to be Ritter's Inn, but that closed way out there, a German restaurant out there. Um, you know, I uh, I like pizza, and there's a... There's a National Pizza up in uh, up, uh, National that uh, just got a wonderful pizza. I, I go there number one. Right? National Pizza. Yeah, it's in it's in a Best Western uh, hotel right on National Avenue, uh, close to the uh, uh, to the uh, hospital there for veterans. You know, what I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah, about around 50th Street or so. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm I am a big pizza fan myself, so I'll have to get there as well. Uh, number two, most. Most positive change you've seen on Marquette's campus since you've been a student? Most since I've been a student. That's a, I know that's kind of a loaded one. Um, well, I think the union is uh, amazing since I've been a student. You know, the old Brooks Union was maybe half, not even half that size, you know, over by the library, what the library is now. So I think that's such a major thing in the campus when you think of everything. Um, I suppose there there are a lot of other things I'm I'm not not even being aware of, but I think that really stands still as a a wonderful uh, center for everything there. Number three, favorite memory from the last six years with with the basketball team? Well, um, (laughs) going to Hawaii. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That, that tournament in Hawaii, that was just, uh, that was like dying and going to heaven for a while. <laughs> Maui, you know? I mean, uh, just walking around that place. And that was... I'd never been to Hawaii before. And yeah. Sure. But that was wonderful. Because that was, what what year was that? I think that was well, let's see. 2014, 15? Uh, yeah, that was uh, about three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. That is awesome. Number four, 
How about your best word of advice to college students this year? Well, uh, I think right now is, uh, you know, take the precautions of COVID seriously, uh, just to keep this place open and going. You can see that some places closed. Right. And I think that they're doing that. I mean, I don't have any doubt that they are from what I see, but uh, I, everybody appreciates it, uh, I think. Um, the university does, I'm sure, most of all, but to, because it's keeping this place alive and going uh, on, uh, in, in C2 right here instead of, I think that's, that's huge for the university. All right, last one. Anything else that I didn't ask you about that, that you want to address? Well, I, you know, I'm so grateful for the way the staff and the administration of, of the athletic department has welcomed me and supported me in my work and, uh, and the, the admiration I have for all those men and women that work over there. They're such top quality people and their hearts are so dedicated to those those young men and women. Uh, well, basketball, but I mean, I, I see it across all sports. I think we, we should be, I mean, we are very proud of uh, that, that department and the people who populate it. I, I, that's really deep in, in me. So anyway. All right, Father Lawrence, it, it has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and good luck amongst this hectic school year. Thank you very much, Aiden. Great to be with you. People really seem to like that. And by people, I mean the people I'm on the phone with and also us two just going through that. No, that was awesome. That was that was a pleasure to listen to. That was a lot of Marquette basketball history, a lot of Jesuits at Marquette history. I got Talk two about. two things that we got to touch on two real takeaways. quick. Real quick. All right, so you what did you say? The chaplain gig? Because <laughs> someone... Someone I, noticed that and texted you. I said, I said the chaplain gig. Is, is that being is a that, chaplain a gig? Mm. A gig is a job, like the gig economy, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's you're mm, a chaplain, like I'm. I'm not saying being a cha- I'm not saying being a priest is a job. Like that's that's a that's not. I wouldn't call it a job, but a chaplain. Maybe is it's like just a the way you said thing. it. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I, I all right, so we have that. We have that takeaway. That's <laughs> a good see, one. All I right. didn't see any problem with that. All right, and then our second takeaway is Hawaii might be heaven. <laughs> Hawaii might be heaven. At least I'll take his word us. for it. But he said the closest thing. <laughs> if I died and went to heaven, I'm in Hawaii. That's the, basically what he said, summarizing it. So, I guess two takeaways are the chaplain is not a gig, and Hawaii not is a as close to heaven as you can get. Fair. Thanks again to John Lawrence for being such a great guy. And we, he, we, we also got a shout out with Jenny Fisher. She was in there that first couple minutes. Thanks to Jenny as well for sending along that message with us. I doubt she's, is she listening? I doubt she's listening right now, but that's fine. Maybe we'll tweet at her after this. And she's been a great friend of ours, helped us with a bunch of stuff. So thank you, Jenny. And thank you, Father John. All right, let's move on. We got our last, we're going to power through this last half hour. We got callers on the way. We got articles on the way. Yeah, give us a call. And we got quizzes on the way. So we got a call, 414-288-7091. Again, that's 414. I dare you to call. Whoever's listening right now, I'm I'm putting some pressure on you. Pressure is on. What do you want to talk about? Anything? I'll hear you out. I'll probably dispute whatever you say, but that's just how it works here at Games and Grub. We're trying to have a good time. 
And next up, what do we got? Zach is putting the pressure on for you to call up. So call us up at 414-288-7091. Or if you don't want to call, maybe you can tweet us at GrubMUR. So 414-288-7091. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. 414-288-7091. We have another quiz coming up. And... We got our friend Jalen Cardoza calling in from Bourne, Massachusetts. But first, let's start up this quiz, Zach. Yeah, so we've been we've been doing a lot of sports talk, and we we kind of shied away from food. So let's get right into it here. And let's start. And we got I gotta pull up this ad. These all these ads, and we're we're on a free we're on a free version here. But we're gonna start here. Is our quiz this week, and I'm gonna reveal the theme right now. All right, we are going with candy slogans. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. First, we got our first caller. Oh, that's a- All right. here we go. Here we go. All right, caller, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> it's um, going great. How are you? Doing well. Introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, I am Jalen Cardoza. I am a junior, and uh, yeah, I want to talk some Celtics today. Dude, what are your thoughts on the game last night? Honestly, I was pretty gassed that we won. It got way too close for me. You know, I wanted one of those comfortable ones where I'm not on the edge of my seat, but I liked how we played, honestly. We closed out nice. Tatum made a couple nice plays. He was clutch in the end. So I'm really looking forward to this next round versus the Heat. All right, let's look back on this game. What do you think went well uh, as a team in the team perspective? Um, I just think we played great defense to hold the Raptors, who are a pretty good offensive team, to what was it, 87 points? Mm-hmm. Um, 92, 87. We, yep. Yeah. So we, I think we have one of the best defenses in the league, in my opinion. So. If we can keep playing like that on the defensive end, I really don't see a lot of teams stopping us, and I really think we can get to the finals. I was just going to say, we're moving forward to Miami. How confident are you looking forward? I, I know they asked Tatum this in the press conference. Are you looking forward to the Heat? Or are, you, are you celebrating tonight or last night? Um, I'm not celebrating, but I am acknowledging you know i'm i'm kind of like let's get forward this isn't over yet because if you celebrate too early then you know you know there's not really a point you didn't win anything he gets it you you get it you've been here before you just got to take the next step that's that's what matters most right now jalen's with us he's a hardcore boston fan he knows he knows how he knows what's up yeah, I'm a big C's guy, and the Heat, let me tell you, they are one of the deepest teams in the league, so I am a little bit skeptical of this series, but the Celtics have one of the most talented rosters in that, so, you know, it's going to be a really exciting series. Aiden and I have been talking a lot about product of basketball. What's the best product of basketball to watch? Do you think this series could be some of the best, bat, like pure basketball or would the LA LA finals or would the LA, maybe yeah, trump that? Maybe trump it. Um, you know, I think everybody's going to say the LA thing because, you know, who doesn't want to watch LeBron and AD go up against Kawhi and Paul George? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, honestly, 
I'll take the underdog in the Celtics Heat series. I think these are some of the closest teams as far as talent and deep. Like, which these both of these teams go deep. So I think this series could honestly go seven games and anybody could take it. Bold. All right, Jalen Cardoza. Let's switch gears for a second, Jalen, because I know you're like the biggest Cam Newton fan I know. He's in, a, he's in a Patriots <laughs> uniform tomorrow. How do you feel? I am excited. Let me tell you, we haven't had a mobile quarterback in, like, ever. <laughs> That's true. I am, I am really excited to see what Josh McDaniels can do because I think Cam Newton still has it. He's going to be healthy. You know, he hasn't been healthy in the last two to three years. I mean, I feel like he can get back to that MVP level that he used to play at. Right. Problem being, our offense doesn't really have too many weapons around them, but I don't know. I like our coaching, and I we'll we'll usually figure something out by the end of the day. I'm no. I I just side note here. I'm noticing in your voice, it's a lot of it's a lot of we and our. Do you think? Are you a fan of saying we for your team, or can you say they? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You can say we. Yeah, I'm not wearing the jersey, but I've been repping <laughs> this team my whole life. I feel like I'm. I've been to games. Yeah. You know what I mean? There I love. Go. I love I that know. social experiment. I, everyone has a different. Answer, no, I like but. it. I like it. You feel like you're a part of it. That's a big, big part of sports. You feel like you're a part exactly. of something bigger. Just had to exactly. just had to address that. As as Robert Kraft says, we are all Patriots. All right, who heads the offense? Is it Cam Newton or Josh McDaniels? Who who's who's got the reins? Who's got the pure? Form of the reins, calling the plays most of the time. I think it's McDaniel's. I How much like freedom does he give? This our whole thing about the Patriots is we are a team, and we always we always play together. It's not really about one guy. So obviously Cam Newton, with his personality, he kind of seems like he could take over that role. But right. I feel like in a Patriots jersey, he takes the reins back a little bit and he shows that he still has it. All right, last point, Jalen. Let's let's stick on football, but we're going to go to fantasy football for a sec because we're in the same okay. fantasy football league. This is this is how right. we've known each other for the past. Well, Playing each other going through school for like the fourth year in a row. <laughs> We're playing each other week one. Do you have any uh, bold predictions for us? Um, honestly, I like your team. I love the way you drafted. But <laughs> I'm so confident in my team this year, and I say this every year. <laughs> Who are you starting week one? Who you got? I got Kyler Murray. I got Ooh. a bunch of guys. I All got right. James Conner, Joe Mixon, Julio Jones, Devontae Parker, you know, a bunch of big names. Joe Mixon. It's good that you know your All team right. on, on week one. I, I I can't even probably name my starting tight end right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in so many leagues, so it's hard to end. narrow it down. Oh, this is my only league. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, All you're right. You're lucky. I'm in tour. Last one. We just got a submission from a random source. Uh, okay. Who who was the best travel basketball player you played with in your days? <laughs> is this like travel of our team? Like Yes, born our... born B team back in the day. Who was the best? Um, Honestly, I'm a big fan of big guys, and Nick Curran was a beast on the board <laughs> and in the paint. So I loved all of my teammates, but 
definitely Nick was an animal. <laughs> animal. And didn't you... come out either. He played like 48 minutes a game. <laughs> oh, Mr. Whitteson and, and, and my dad would run it up. Run up the minutes. <laughs> Literally. All right, Jalen, anything I didn't ask you that you want to address? Um, no, not really. I just want to, I'm very grateful to be on the show and I wish you guys the best. I love what you guys are doing. Feel free to call in every week, Jalen. We, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, good luck or, or anti good luck this week, depending on, <laughs> we'll, hey, we'll see how it works out. Let it all work out. All right. All right. You see guys. you, buddy. All right. What a great first call of of the entire the season. I'm gonna call this a season. Is that the first call of season? Yeah, it's the first call of the season. There it is. Jalen like was the first call. First call of semester. I love it. We're we're talking everything from fantasy to Celtics basketball. Jalen is a very well rounded source on his sports, so I had to I had to quiz him, and I totally forgot we were playing first week in fantasy too, which is crazy. You just had your fantasy draft this week. I did, and I picked up Patrick Mahomes. We did. And I picked or up. we, I said, because I picked him did. up, too. You picked him up. All right, did, did you play him? Did you play him first week? Because he had 20 points on Thursday. I did, but we got our we another, got another caller. caller. We, we have go. another caller. Sure. Caller, you're on the air. Good morning. This is Nana from Cape Cod. <laughs> Hi, Nana. How's it going? It is going well, thank you. <laughs> I li- listen to... All of the shows, and I absolutely love them. But going on the theme that I watched last night's game every second, as well you know, I have one comment to make about the Celtics. Go ahead. All right. My comment is, even after listening to Father Lawrence, everything here that I saw last night, one of the most impressive things to me was after the game. I loved the game, but I don't know if any of you noticed, but like, say, Jason Tatum, he hugged and said hello to everybody. At the end of this Warrior game seven-game series that we had, they truly appreciated the athleticism of each other. And I thought that was such a wonderful thing to show in our world today of such nice civility. You know, I mean, I can't stand Lowry, but he's a great player. (laughs) And the only thing is, like, I thought, wow, at the end of this, there'll be, like, fisticuffs. And it wasn't. It was, like everybody said, great Great show, and I really, I really thought that was just really refreshing. And I love sports, and can think of so many things in this world that depend on good sportsmanship. And I just thought that was great. So, thank you for letting me call in. I took the challenge. <laughs> thank you. No, that is a that is the best point I think we have had any caller call in and say because. Really, what sports are right now, are, are, it's a healing process for us. There's so much in the world right. going around. And to see, for you to notice those little things that these guys do after battling for seven games. I mean, it was tough to see Kyle Lowry foul out. And it yeah, was, yes, it was. It, it was, was brutal. because it was hard. At the end. Yeah, exactly. He, he wanted to play. and he was, They're all just playing and enjoying the game. And it's, it's nice to see them respect one another after, afterwards. That, that's I hard. I totally agree. So, and I love what you're doing. Please don't stop. I don't know what I do with my Saturdays if you're not on. 
Keep going, Zach. That's a reminder. All right. Thank you, Nana. We appreciate it. Great point on just the humanity of sports. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Oh, all the time. All right. Take good care of each other and have a lovely weekend. You too. Go Patriots. Go Patriots. End on that. All right. Bye, hun. Bye-bye. Some that was the second call in yeah, a row. No, sometimes we don't we don't think like we just had a caller say that to us. We don't think about like what's greater than sports a lot of times. And that this is what like we're supposed to be thinking about. I don't know, do you have a take on that? It did, oh like, no, I was it listening. Just, you just feel feel good. We have we had uh feel good segments. Last, feel good segments. We last, did last semester. We did. We gotta bring that back. We bring that back. Should we bring, should we do a should we do a quick Google search right now? Uh-uh. Best uh, thing let's in go. sports. Candy slogans. We'll be ready. We'll be ready for next week on that we'll, front. We'll be there. We'll be we'll ready. show up. But we got to get ready for this candy slogans quiz now. All right. We're gonna, this is where we're going to close on. You ready? Yeah. Candy slogans. So I'm going to give you, there is, I want to say, 20 of these. Yep, 20. You don't have to get them all, but we're going to go and see which ones Are we rapid you fire? do know. Rapid fire. Here we go. Just you know it or you don't know yep. it's pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the slogan: melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Eminem. Good, very. That's correct. Taste the rainbow. Skittles. Correct. You two for two. Makes mouths happy. No idea. That is actually Twizzlers. All right. Funny, I did not know that. Uh, try both and pick a side. Oh gosh, Twix or Kit Kat? Because they have sides to their. No? It's neither of them? No, you got to pick, though. You Twix. Gotta... Yes, that's there it. There it is. I'll take it. Nice work. All right. Hungry, grab a blank. Um, no idea. I'm sorry. Is that bad? Snickers. Snickers. Oh, gosh. I had it on my the tip of my tongue. I'm that was not going to count that. Hungry, grab a Snickers. Got it. So you are... I'm three for three five. Three for five right now. All right. All right. Let's go to the next... Let's go to the next panel give me a break airheads oh no i have no idea that one was kit kat kit kat give me a break kit kat oh my gosh all right i just gotta look at it in the candy context i keep forgetting it's a juicy contradiction no idea starburst see i was i you could just gotta go with your gun. I guess I do. I guess I do. But right. like, I've never heard anyone, any Starburst rapper, like any ad campaign for them saying it's a juicy contradiction. That's what? fair. That's I've very never seen fair. That. That's very fair. Let's go to the next one. Do you eat the red ones last? Um, jelly beans. This one's hard. Smarties. Smarties. Jelly beans is not a brand. Jelly, jelly belly. Jelly belly. Jelly belly. <laughs> See, I don't know if these slogans in we might be picking the wrong quiz right now because Well you just banged out three for five. Yeah, no, but if they're if they're really good slogans, I should know them. Fair. So is are. it fair to say some of these companies aren't doing a good job marketing their slogans? Yes. There's a lot of marketing, you know, uh callbacks in the show this week, which I like. Alright. For the kid in you. Nestle Crunch. That one's hard. Life's better the blank. All right, I'll give you a hint. Life's better the blank way. 
Milky Way. Oh my gosh. All right, let's go back to the next I'm panel. Done. Uh-uh. We got we're halfway through. Aiden, not a chance. Dude, you got to keep Someone if someone wants to call Nana in, help me out on this. Nana just called in and I said know. keep going. I know. You got to keep going. It's tough. These are some tough slogans. All right. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Payday. No, that's Mounds and Almond Joy. Oh. That's mm. a good one though. All right. Crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery. This one is a pretty pretty brand name. Crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery. Go inside your taste buds. Go inside your mouth to see. Re- oh, gosh. Nope. I don't have it. All right. That one is Butterfinger. Okay. All right. A lighter way to enjoy chocolate. This is just me saying, no, I don't know what this... Does anyone else, like, please call in. If you know what these are, help me out. I don't, like, this is a little absurd for me not to be answering this many on live radio. I feel kind of... No, this this is hard. Uh, Three Musketeers was the answer for that one. I guess the Halloween season's coming up. Candy season's coming up. Candy season's coming up. This is why, yeah. I guess. Get the sensation. Oh, oh, oh. Get the sensation. This one, this is a main, like, people definitely know what this is, and I'm not going to get it and feel the worst <laughs> about myself. Feel the sensation. Get the sensation. Get the sensation. Get the sensation. You're going to let Roddy Rich play in the background. Yeah, no, I, I'm not getting it. And I'd wear, uh, see, my forte is sports. I'm not, I'm not a candy dude. Fair. I'm not, I'm not a candy person. The answer is York Peppermint Patty. All right, that's... No, there's no way I would have ever gotten that. Think about the crit... I don't know, whatever. It's more than a mouthful. This one I don't expect you to get. Whatchamacallit. That's the candy there. The candy's called Whatchamacallit? Yeah, you never heard of that? No. Whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit? Whatchamacallit. Is that like some... What? C-H-A-M-A-C-A-L-L-I-T. Whatchamacallit candy bars made by Hershey's products. I think we've talked enough about candy today. Made of peanut butter crisp coated in a thin layer of chocolate. That sounds right up my alley. Go for it. Last five. We're going to power through here. Ready? That's rich. Uh, payday. <laughs> Close. It was 100 grand. Uh. <laughs> the Fresh Maker. Hershey's kiss. I don't know. Mentos was that one. All right. Perfect. The slogan is just perfect. Mm-mm. That's Reese's peanut butter cups. The Great American Chocolate Bar. Hershey's. Ding ding ding. Boom. We'll there we the go. One. Last one. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? And that's it. We finished off strong there, tough. Zach. That Atta was, boy. That was mentally straining. That was that was really tough. That I, I'll give you. School school's starting to pick up, but that was that was maybe the toughest quiz I've had yet. School is starting to come up, but that was really hard. All right, let's move on to more food things. Let's stray away from candy though, and our next point is going to go around healthier foods. But first. Feel free to call in 414-288-7091. If you know any of those food brands, if you know any of those food slogans, feel free to crap on us right now. 414-288-7091. 
The Wall Street Journal. I teased it earlier. We have to get a subscription for our marketing class this year, Zach. Yep. $5 a month. And there was an article I read. I get the Daily Digest every morning now. And there was one article that crossed my eye. And the headline is, and the author is Elizabeth G. Dunn. Give her credit here. Shout out. 10 food trends for the next decade. Family dinners, less booze, and more. The subtitle is Best Bets on How We'll Eat, Drink, Farm, and Find Comfort at the Table in the Years to Come. Plus, a look back at some of our food and drink obsessions in the 2010s. So in the 2020s, Elizabeth G. Dunn of the Wall Street Journal gives 10 predictions as to what food may look like in the 2020s. Are you ready to go through these? So we're going through food predictions right now, like the the future of food. <laughs> is that really what this is what this show's come to? We're a sports and food show. So here we go. We're going to... We used to do, going back to bold predict. we used to do bold predictions every week. Yeah. Here's this our is, bold prediction for food. And I'm not condoning any. This is, this is Elizabeth G. Dunn's opinion. This, is, this isn't our opinion, but we'll have commentary I'll, on it. I'll criticize. I'll criticize it if, if she says something I don't think is going to happen. All right. Let's go. Number one, booze will lose traction. She writes, alcohol consumption has been falling in the U.S. for years. In parentheses, quarantine blips and binges notwithstanding. Yeah, I'll give I'll give her that one. Probably unhealthy. People will stop stop more, drinking a lot. A more mindful, health conscious generation of drinkers will continue to drive a shift away from martinis and Manhattans toward low and no alcohol choices. So mocktails, non alcoholic spirits, low ABV wines, maybe some of that. All right, number two, families will eat and cook together more often. She writes that a silver lining of the pandemic was that it enabled a lot of family cooking. Do you think that's Oh, that's fair? definitely true. My that's brother 100% So my true. brother moved out of New York right right as the pandemic hit and came home cuz where else? Came home and we ended up having like family meal nights which we haven't had in since we were all home. So that's definitely going to continue to grow is like the strength of the the core family uh, eating together. Aiden, what's the next one? All right, number three. Regionalism will heat up, so Eurocentric dining has been on the wane in America, so diners will dig even further into hyper-specific food concepts. So they give she gives examples of this uh, Bene on Eagle in Asheville, North Carolina, which celebrates African influences on Appalachian cuisine. There's a lot of international uh, regionalism. So like boutique, boutique food um restaurants is that kind of what like she's saying there i don't know i don't know if i agree with that it's a lot of regionalism but coming in with international flavors i could see that so you may see a lot more international dining in milwaukee going forward number four restaurants will wear many hats so all day cafes are just the start she writes that a lot of restaurants will continue to be innovative in the sense of offering meal kits, cooking classes, wine clubs. No, I can. This is a point I can get behind because people are gonna want more than just to sit down and have a meal, and they're gonna want an experience behind it. So restaurants are gonna wear a bunch of different hats, and one of those might be including something in their space that's experience based. So hibachi restaurants are a perfect example of huge. It. You experience something while you're eating. I could see food taking that next step in the next 10 years, like she's saying, and they move more towards like a fun atmosphere. You can come in any time of the day, grab a table, 
less waiting in line, less uh, all the other restrictions and, and more of a fluid kind of just fun place to be. It is it is more of an event than anything that, else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that going forward. Number five, zero waste will be all important. So waste consciousness is going to go mainstream, biodegradable delivery. This isn't necessarily a food thought, but it's more of food. Environment. I'll Self give you that. Being conscious human being. That there's no doubt. Reducing that, carbon footprint. Yeah, reducing carbon footprint will be important. Hundred so. percent. Number six, plants r- will rule. So this is this is one of Dunn's main points. So the shift away, she writes, from animal protein isn't a fad, but rather a far-reaching cultural phenomenon. So we got a lot of people that we know personally, Zach. Yeah. That no. have gotten off animal meat or animal protein and are going a lot more plant-based. You know, 60%, 80, 70, 80%, whatever it is, plant-based diet. Maybe not 100% vegan. Yeah, Maybe one it. of uh, the people that live in our house uh, eats fully, or I think it's plant protein. Like it, That's where I was going? Yeah. All right. So, so have you tried it? Have I tried yeah. uh, plant-based protein? Yeah. Probably in smoothies, but I can't really tell. I, I'm not a, I'm a novice when it comes to protein powder, even though I do dabble in it. What I don't about, know the difference. What about like a plant uh, alternative to meat? <sighs> like we have all right, that so in the our beyond, the, all right, the so beyond the meat. Beyond yeah. sausage yeah. in uh, Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks with these breakfast sandwiches. Or there's Beyond Meat. It's two different me. companies. It's Beyond. Booming and then, in the stock market. Yeah, Beyond and then, oh gosh, I forget what the other one is. You better than me, bro. Yeah, so I got nothing. Matt. Oh, did I just name drop him? Yeah, Matt eats that <laughs> stuff. And it doesn't like it. I wouldn't know. It sizzles like a burger. Like the meat is nearly the same to me. If he put a burger in front of me and then a plant-based burger, I probably wouldn't know which one's which. It's like the Whopper commercial. Yeah. Oh, this is a plant-based Whopper. It's the Impossible, Impossible, Impossible Burger. Impossible, Impossible Whopper. Burger. Yep. And that's where we played Keenan Thompson playing David Ortiz and saying he was advertising for the yep. Possible Burger. Impossible burger. Yep. Possible, not impossible. All right, number seven. Heterogeneity will be the new normal. So It's a big word. Restaurants and food brands will be headed by more diverse groups of chefs, entrepreneurs. You know, women and people of color will be coming in. That's another trend. Number eight. This is one that really piqued my interest, and this is one that we talked about at the house a couple nights ago. And Matt, speaking of Matt, our other roommate, he was very interested in this. The headline is, we will upgrade from organic to regenerative. So, evolved eaters, Dunn says, will instead seek out ingredients labeled regenerative, which is the meaning for grown and raised using methods methods that improve the soil. So, it captures carbon and encourages that biodiversity. So, a new program was launched in August of this year called the Regenerative Organic Certified Program. So shoppers are looking for this stuff, Zach. And we talked about this with all the Joe Rogan and all the education on this side that is coming into this. This has become a huge trend. Not only plant-based, like we were just talking about at the last point, but also this regenerative stuff. Yeah, because organic has another meaning now. It's no longer what people can slap organic on something, and it, it's not really... It's like saying you have fair trade coffee, but it's not really fair trade. So regenerative, I can see that becoming a bigger and bigger thing in the next coming in the coming years. So if you want to do a fun 
if you're looking for something to do, fun research project, look up that regenerative food culture because that is, you might be you might be striking it rich. If you, you think no I'd be idea. able to eat a pizza that was like regenerative regenerative <sighs> pizza? Will think, dairy will that come? Will that come? Will dairy be a, an option with that? It'll I don't be know. a plant based dairy. Well, almond milk, I guess. There you I go. Do, I guess I do drink in, in smoothies sometimes. Number nine. Ethical employment practices will take root. I hope so. So the farm-to-table revolution was all about the ethics and the that sort of mm-hmm. localized food, and the same thing will go to living wages for staff, which is which is awesome. Number ten, comfort will be the vibe du jour. So, or jour, maybe it's not jour, jour. Sorry, I took French for three years. That's that's bad education by me. So simpler plating product-driven cooking, and old-school recipes. This is the last and final point, and it may be the biggest point for some people. Comfort foods during the quarantine period, ice cream, pizza, chicken, whatever it is, really hit home for people, or plant-based if that's your thing as well. And it will be probably the thing for a lot more people going forward in the 2020s, but it all comes back to comfort food. Right, Zach? Yeah, we're in the roaring 20s, Aiden. A a lot's going to change. We're in the roaring 20s. Roaring 20s. How does it feel? I mean, the Roaring Twenties have certainly gone off to a great start, right? <laughs> I mean, that was sarcastic, right? Uh, yes, but I probably shouldn't be as. No, don't say that. <laughs> I can't be negative. I can't. That was that was bad. All right, wish I could take that back. But we appreciate everyone coming around. We're coming to the end of our show again. Feel free to come, come on with us and talk. Four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. Again, thanks to Father John Lawrence. Thanks to Jenny Fisher. Thanks to Jalen Cardoza. Thanks to Nana. And we got more podcast. We'll, we'll, this will be podcasted this afternoon. We'll get it back out to our beautiful friends on Spotify and Apple Music. Excuse me, Apple Podcasts. And you can listen to us on demand there. Games and Grub on demand. All right. Uh, just quick reminders for everyone listening. Duke Notre Dame must see football. Mark your calendars. <laughs> 1.30. <laughs> and then Clemson Wake Forest, 6.30. Mark your calendar. And be ready for that Clemson Wake Forest game because Wake Forest ends up playing Notre Dame in their third week of the season in late September. So that'll be a common opponent that people will judge like two of the best teams in college football by. So... I'd say at least that Clemson-Wake Forest game is must-watch if you're a college football fan with with Clemson being where they are every year uh, at the top of college football or near that top point. So we got that. NFL tomorrow. Exciting times. Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers is back. Tuesday we got some Celtics basketball against the Miami, I mean Marquette Heat. (laughs) We and got it rolling. What, what a show we had today. What a show we had today. Thank you for everyone listening. It has been an absolute pleasure. We will be back with you next Saturday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Games and Grub wishes you a wonderful weekend. Coming up next on Marquette Radio, we are the only show on Saturdays, so we'll be back next Saturday. Tune in to Marquette Radio. Tune into the podcast. We will see you next week, everybody. I've been thinking about some things that you did. Anxieties do you up in his bed. But I know we ain't gonna do you like I can. Do you love me, baby? Keep the one hundred. I don't know what I want, but I want something. Do you want?
to keep it apart with. But who am I to tell you who to love these days? Water in your eyes like a flood these days. Who am I these days? Who was I back then? Back before we met, back before we were friends. And who am I to tell you what to want these days? I've been spending all this time I can't afford these days. Who am I these days? Who was I back then? Back before we met. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about some things. 